Thanks so much for having me. Oh, you know what? Just uh, so thrilled to talk with you, and thanks for making time for us this afternoon. You know, we're only a few days away from Christmas, and I'd like to believe that, uh, you know, maybe a lot of folks have everything all planned out, what they're going to serve, you know, from appetizers to food to drinks to desserts. But if they're like me and my husband, they're they're scrambling a few days out. Dan, um, what advice do you give right now to those um, who are just a few days out and are still trying to piece things all together for what they're going to serve maybe Christmas Eve or Christmas Day? You know what? I'm definitely a last minute person too. I try to not be every every year for New Year's. I'm say my resolution is going to be to not be a last minute person, but I always am. <laughs> so I feel like people need to really stick with what they know when they're cooking dinners for larger groups. So if you people coming over and you, let's say 10, 12, 15 people, don't try and experiment at dinner time. That's that's not the time for that. So if you know you make a really amazing, let's say, scallop potato dish or something like that, stick with that. You don't want to stress yourself out even more than you have to. Don't stress any more than you have to, because let's be real. I mean, there's a lot of stress around this time. You talk about, um, you know, don't experiment. But, you know, maybe if someone wants to do something a little different, break free from the turkey, the ham that you have every single year, what maybe would you recommend people look at or try something that's caught your eye recently? I mean, uh I'm sort of a purist, so I would say I'm, I always make a turkey, but I do think what you can do if you don't want to make a ton of turkey, a lot of people just don't like ending up with 10 pounds of leftover turkey meat. So what you can actually do is buy a decent-sized turkey, and you can cut it in half either with a good chef's knife or some good kitchen shears, and just roast half a turkey. Then you have more room in your oven for something like uh, you know, like a beef roast or even like a delicious marinated pork tenderloin. You can get creative mm. that way. So it doesn't have to always be purely about turkey, but I do think... I enjoy having some turkey on the plate for sure. What is your what is your tip? What is the key to a perfect turkey? I think brining is definitely the key to a perfect turkey. So you can do a wet brine or dry brine. A dry brine is essentially taking the turkey out of uh, the packaging it's in, patting it dry, and rubbing it very thoroughly with salt and any dry herbs that you like. So let's say, for example, you like a bit of garlic powder, or maybe you like some dried rosemary. Rub that all over the turkey and let it sit in your fridge on a tray for 12 hours to 24 hours, and then you rinse it off, pat it dry, and then roast it. That just helps the uh, the meat to stay really moist. Uh, wet brine is even better because mm-hmm. you can add more flavors into the wet brine. That's a, obviously like a brine solution similar to like salt water, you know, like a salt, mm-hmm. salt water and add in some garlic, onions, and again, whatever aromatics you like. But those applications really help end up with a wonderful roast turkey. And again, if you are a bit absent-minded, like I can be in the kitchen, sometimes you're chatting with your friends or your family and you forget about the, the done time on the on the turkey, uh, brining also helps it from being overcooked, which is a, a great takeaway, I think. Dan Clapson joining us this afternoon. Dan, uh, besides, you know, a turkey or a ham, you know, that, uh, you know, that traditional protein, what is a must that has to be on the dinner table on Christmas for you? I'm a real sucker for roast squash. My favorite roast squash is probably acorn squash. And a lot of people spend a lot of time trying to get off every last bit of peel on an acorn squash. Mm -hmm. But a lot of people also don't know that you can eat the peel. So you don't have to peel it off at all. You can just cut it into, you know, the uh, half moons or however you want to slice it and roast it. And the skin stays on and it actually tenderizes as it cooks. So, and I feel like it adds a nice sort of um, different uh, color variation to the presentation. So 
I'd say acorn squash skin on. Very underrated. Mm, okay, I'm going to have to look up a recipe uh, for that. And I know on your website you have all sorts of great recipes on there. And and I got stuck on on a few of them earlier, and I was printing them off and take them home to my husband to say, okay, we need to do this. <laughs> so Christmas Eve this year, we're doing things a little different. Usually we did our big meal on Christmas Eve. We've moved that to Christmas mm-hmm. Day. Christmas Eve, we're now doing kind of... You know, having people over in the afternoon, early evening, appetizers, all of that sort of thing. I'm finding this year the the number of, uh, you know, get-togethers that I've been at, a lot of the appetizers, I don't know if they've become popular be- because of TikTok or be- <laughs> or if they've... Oh, uh, TikTok is making everything popular these is, days, which I mean, which is sort of good and bad. Yeah. It depends on how you look at it, I suppose. But, and, yeah, so when it comes to yeah. those appetizers, what are what are some of the top ones for, for you, do you think? Well, I mean, I feel like this is maybe a leading question, but I feel like butterboards are like the hot topic no. still. And some people hate them. Some <laughs> people love them. Do you, uh, do you like them or do you hate them? You know what? I like the idea of them. I haven't tried them. Mm-hmm. Um, I like the idea of the, the, the cream cheese boards with all the different, because I make hot pepper jellies and that sort of stuff. So I like that oh, idea. That great. Yeah. I, I love... Some people, times people look at an idea on something like TikTok or even even a recipe on a website, even like a recipe that you'd find on eNorth.com. You don't have to always follow the steps exactly or do exactly what you're seeing online. And I feel like a butterboard is a good example of something that's fundamentally quite interesting that you can really make your own at home. So again, if you serve bread and butter buns and butter at home like most people do but you make something like you mentioned like you make your own pepper jelly my mom used to make it all the time every year and i mean like that's something that's amazing you can easily incorporate into that and all of a sudden it's it's your own special thing so i mean do i hate half the butterboard videos videos i see on uh, tiktok of course but but can i take the fundamental idea and make it my own uh, also of course okay what about desserts what about desserts i traditionally make a, a a rum cake but i also like to do a cheesecake as well i know some people are you know traditional they, they need an apple pie they need a pumpkin pie that sort of thing i'm not a big pie girl i like the other stuff what about you okay i'm probably the worst uh, baker in the world so uh, <laughs> because of that i have learned a few desserts that you can make i'm all about minimal effort maximum impressions so i find my favorite dessert to make of the holidays is a panna cotta oh. which is essentially just uh cream sugar and vanilla and again any sort of uh, sweet flavors that you enjoy or aromatics and it's set with gelatin and it ends up with this really lovely velvety texture at the end and it's very simple to make. You can prep it in probably 15 minutes and it sets in your fridge for a few hours and you have an easy dessert. You can pour it in, uh, pour it in teacups, pour it in uh, shallow bowls. You can really serve it any way you like. Dan, I'm surprised to hear that panna cotta is easy to make. For some reason, I thought that that would be really difficult to make. It's, it's, it's one of those dishes that has a fancy name, but it's real easy. And, and a, lot of, a lot of recipes in this world are like that. I will tell you that much. <laughs> All right, let's talk about uh, about drinks. Uh, if you're if you're entertaining, what what's what's been on your radar um, over the past uh, little while that you know would work really well through the holiday season? What what should people maybe test out? I mean, if we're going to throw it back to TikTok, Negroni Sabliato is a very popular drink earlier this fall, mm-hmm. and that is essentially a Negroni. So um, originally, Negroni is gin vermouth and campari but uh the negroni sabliato is made with 
Prosecco instead of gin. And that's a mm. very easy drink that you can batch and serve in a punch bowl. And again, everything that's old is new again. I feel like you can find an old crystal punch bowl probably in your basement, but if not, you can find them at a thrift store for $7. You can serve it in that punch bowl and you have an easy, easy dessert, or not, pardon me, an easy cocktail that people can serve themselves at your party. Dan, are, are you an eggnog fan? I mean, I will say I love the Ship and Anchors eggnog in Calgary, which is a eggnog that raises lots of money for charity every mm-hmm. year. But do I make it at home? I'm going to be honest and say no, and I don't enjoy the carton product, no. Okay. All right. All right. So I just want to pick your brain on a couple other things. Um, if you have a foodie in your life and you haven't done your shopping yet, um, some suggestions mm-hmm. on uh, maybe a couple really great ideas for um, for the food lover, the foodie, maybe someone who likes to bake, likes to go, whatever. Uh, your ideas there. I mean, I think that there's a lot of restaurants locally, whether you're in Edmonton, Calgary, or Red Deer, or really anywhere in Alberta or beyond, restaurants could still really use your support. So if you want to get a gift card or some sort of, you know, package, a lot of restaurants will still do take-home food, uh, package products and whatnot. I think that's always a great option. But outside of that, I would say, I don't know, every foodie is different. Like Mm -hmm. everyone has their go-to products or the kitchenware or the kitchen, but if they don't have, if it feels like they're missing certain things, then... I would sniff around and kind of ask them. I mean, like there's there's great kitchen shears you can buy. Obviously, there's great different types of cookware. So it just depends. Find the foodie that you love and fill the void. (laughs) All righty. Dan, thank you for joining (laughs) me this afternoon. Thanks for some ideas, for some tips. Uh, Enjoy your Christmas. Enjoy uh, the New Year's and all the best to you in 2023. Awesome. Thanks so much for having me.